<clears throat> Ready? Yeah. Here we go. If we have to cut it out because I mess up, <laughs> I mean, we can restart if we need to. All right. <clears throat> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing that. Welcome. My name is Adam Copeland, host of the Zoocast, here for the 55th episode. But actually, Adam is not with us today. It's Josh and only Louie. We finally got one without him. Oh my god. Yeah, Adam is in Vegas, boots on the ground, so watch the game at the time of recording, which is in, sorry, which is in two and a half hours from the time of this recording, so by the time we're done, the game will almost, well, not quite, well, but almost on. be starting. This two and a half? Is it a 10.30 game? Uh, I think so. Or is it 10? I thought it was 10. Oh, it is 10. Okay. An hour and 51 minutes, to be exact. There we go. From this exact time. Thankfully, it lets me go to bed an extra half hour early or earlier if they go down by more than two that's my that's my limit tonight personally what's yours Louis? are you staying up no matter what i mean i literally have no classes to all i have tomorrow is is like hockey that's it so i yeah i, I work might at as seven, well so we'll see yeah that's tough i we were literally uh we were literally thinking you know what? maybe we do a post game because we're only two people that'll give more content but that would and be cruel yell. to josh yeah yeah and if it's not, yeah, I wouldn't be able to be up to like one thirty. So, I mean, it is what it is. But we have nothing to talk about today, <laughs> except for a couple important, important, Very important things. Yes, we have a couple things in the planner, but I I wasn't there, so I'm going to ask you as if I am Adam Copeland. Yes, as you were there. How was Spartacat's birthday party? Uh, the on-ice content was awful, but the mascot content was incredible. Oh my god. Like, literally, I was I was probably in the worst place in the entire arena to take pictures and post content of it. Because, well, first of all, trying to post every, anything or live tweet from that rink is brutal. Anyone who's tried it knows the reception <laughs> in the area is awful. It doesn't yeah. help when you're in the building. Like, even well, when I got I... out, it was bad. Yeah, I mean, I live in Richmond, so for our Ottawa listeners, it's like... Like you guys know where it is. It's literally Canada, but farther. Yeah. Like twenty minutes farther. So like I leave my house, it says I have five G on my phone and I can't even like read text messages. So like I also like I've also obviously been to Sensei. So like I'm living with it. I understand your pain, especially when you're trying to get things up on Twitter live. Oh my um, god. Especially and when it's a video. I remember you sent Yeah, we oh. were in the group chat and you literally it was a method with no photo or anything. <laughs> But it set like three hours after the game. We were having a completely separate conversation and it was all in caps. And I was like, this is a little aggressive. And then you're like, oh, that was supposed to send three hours ago while I was at the game. I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. It was so bad. But yeah. You know what? You know what would make me go to games? Because we were talking about the honest product. If they brought back the prime minister's race in the yes. emissions. Oh my God. I think, I think, you know what? I would love if Ryan Reynolds bought the team. But I think 
any owner that promises to bring back the Prime Minister's race at all 41 regular season home games, I would be on board with that by the team. Same. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, like, since we don't have a time to talk about, we, there have been a couple of rumors since we've last recorded. That's true. First, yeah. the score put out something today. I didn't see the source. So I'm just going to say the score, like the app put out an article today saying there's at least 20 groups interested. Yep. Now, I don't know if that means like, 20 di- sorry, I don't know if that means 20 different groups or 20 people. You know, like, let's say Ryan Reynolds and other people would be two different groups. Yeah, I'm not well, sure. I think the wording was groups, so that must be what they mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you saw the other famous people, right? Yes. There are two other very famous people. Sandra O, oh, which would be awesome. She's from Ottawa. Yeah. Grew up here. And then The Weeknd, which I think is arguably now this may just be because i love the weekend i think may arguably be cooler than ryan reynolds except for i don't imagine the weekend would be that involved yeah that's but how about you out of all the celebrity <laughs> talks let's add justin bieber because apparently there was minor oh this yeah is before, i forgot I about saying. that but out of those four rank your one through four who you'd want to own a piece of the team the most i oh because I like Sandra O, oh, but I feel like again she wouldn't be nearly as involved and in things. I still think it's Ryan more Reynolds the is number factor, one. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. I as a result, I think I'd have still Reynolds at number one. And also, uh, this is also news that came out last week related to the ownership thing. And it's apparently that if Reynolds was part of the new ownership group, that he'd also like to produce another documentary style yes, uh, show, that would be awesome. like Welcome to Wrexham, which that would be so fun. Like I, okay. I can't wait. Here's Here's my thing though. So Ryan Reynolds is your one because partially because of the documentary, but what if the weekend bought the team and they did the Prime Minister's race in the first intermission and he did a concert in the second intermission where DJ Prosper currently does oh. stuff. I mean that's like that is the best in game entertainment. I that mean, would be the best collab I'd ever see. <laughs> DJ the weekend, the weekend plus DJ Prosper. Oh my god. That would be gross. I, I think if the weekend bought the sense, he'd have to make an album. With every single song being named after a different sense player? No, just all 18 songs named Zoob. Zoob yeah. 1, 2, 3. <laughs> some in caps, some in all lowercase. One with a period at the end. Yeah, one exactly. with spaces. Like, just go through all the different, you know, like, stylist, stylistic way. That's not even our word. The, all the different styles of uh, writing song names from... The Weeknd's not a rapper, but just from rappers nowadays. Yeah. And that would, be, that would be number one. It would be his number one album. No yeah, easily. So yeah, I I think I'd have the weekend at two, but it's close. And then yeah, I I honestly I do not care for Justin Bieber, so I'd Me have either. him fourth yeah. and Sandra O third because Ottawa connection. Right. I think we have the same list. I'd have the weekend tied at one, but yeah. if they were both involved, that would be awesome. Like that's the thing is it's getting to the point. It's getting to the point where none of them are like the main buyer. So it you could very feasibly see since they all have interest, them just joining ownership group. And you like you could have like three of those people as it's that would also have yeah. ties. It's similar to the the Kraken, right? Marshawn Lynch and Macklemore each it's own a part of that team. Although I think Ryan Reynolds and The Weekend and I don't know about Sandra. Oh, I don't know like her net worth or what her actual interest. I think I saw but, it was like around a sixth of Reynolds. Okay, so like thirty million because sure. Reynolds at one fifty. So I whatever like twenty five million. Yeah. I mean, it might be a um, much smaller portion of the team, but point being, like, I feel like if Ryan Reynolds at the weekend, those are two players who I not not like hockey players, but players in the ownership stake 
who uh, would own more than like Marshawn Lynch and Macklemore, I think, bought into. I think they had a very small stake. But like, if you could combine the weekend and Ryan Reynolds, we're talking about this like it's a trade, but have them together own like almost a quarter of the team because the weekend's net worth is at least twice that of Ryan Reynolds. And then you have his oh, label. Wow. So the yeah. label, XO, his, the CEO, uh, is from Ottawa. That's his ties to Ottawa. So you'd think that his label would also be contributing and that may be like on behalf of him, the ownership stake. So I don't know. I mean, it's still like, I think that's the uh, the most far-fetched rumor out of the three because if not including Justin Bieber. Yeah. But it would be cool. I mean, m- much better than like one old dude owning the team. Yeah, I, I would say it would just make it so much more entertaining in the best way. Like, yeah. And you don't you obviously don't expect the weekend to come out and do shows. Like he's just owning the team because it's a business what I mean... investment. But no, I know. Like if they go to the Stanley Cup final or whatever, but no, I, I mean I think it'd be it'd just be cool to say, like, yeah, no, my owner is not like some random dude you've never heard of except for the fact that he is worth three billion dollars. Like it's people yeah. that you look up not necessarily look up to, but like are fans of. Yes, like prior to them owning the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. we kind of have that now in a sense that it's it's not just some generic billionaire. We got the Melnick sisters that, that are that like our age, like, I hope they which do is keep a part crazy. of the yes. team. Like even if it's like whatever, they just have ten percent together. Like it would just be cool to have them still involved. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm sure they would. I don't know if they, you know, like their dad's legacy. I mean, just trying to, you know, not get rid of everything that he had. Just keep yeah. a part of him almost in a sense. But we'll see. Hopefully, that's like all sorted out by. Hopefully they just do it in the middle of the season, so we have something to look forward to. Because hopefully it's during the biggest dry spell of content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, that's the that's the good thing. There's no dry spell of content when they're losing five to one to the San Jose Sharks. Who's did literally you, they did literally you watch just that game? Eric Carlson. Yes, I did. Sadly, that was brutal. That was so stupid. Oh my god! Like I. I think that is the game. Like I, I watched the whole game, but if you ask me to recall any singular event, I tuned out so hard that I didn't even like I wouldn't be able to recall anything at all. I just remember Christine discourse starting. So really, like when Twitter. I didn't even uh, see this. I saw someone on Twitter just saying, like, I think they may have been joking, but they were just like, "I miss Chris Tierney," and people were upset in the reply. <laughs> You know what I think? You know what? Now I think I do remember that man. Thank God yeah. Adam isn't here. He'd be he'd be triggered by the Chris Tierney talk. Oh, goodness! Ever since the Tierney versus Simo Benoit incident. Yeah. Speaking of Adam, he said he saw Eric Branstrom yesterday oh. randomly at the mall. He was all alone at the mall. That's cool. So good to know. He said he is taller than Branstrom. Um, he said <laughs> that, that really therefore surprise? qualifies him to play on the Suns blue line. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Which he's a forward for those who uh, aren't huge on our uh, beer league hockey team guys. But to to um, be fair, he is going back to minor hockey from the the one game that I played with Adam when he was defense. It was some random tournament game. He was point per game. <laughs> and how's B? How's A? Oh, this is how's B. I, I don't think Adam All ever right. made how's A. Wow, thoughts fired. <laughs> Goodness, that that's we gotta yeah that. <laughs> He may not want to come back on the podcast after this. Oh, you think he's going to listen to this episode? I doubt that. No, but I'm going to tell him what you said. Oh, well, I mean, fair. I, Anyways, listen, this is this is the Adam Slander episode at this point. It, that's true. You know, he does deserve it. After all he's put me through for missing a couple episodes due to 
extenuating circumstances that are just <laughs> yeah. beyond my control, every single one of them. Anyways, um, so we talked about San Jose, but they also got, this was before, but they got steamrolled by the devil. Yes. I was at, uh, I was just like chilling. I was trying to have a relaxing weekend. I was at the cottage and I throw the game on TV. It did not make for a relaxing. Day. I was say, that's your first mistake, putting on a sense yeah. game while relaxing. It was infuriating, to say the least. I had to go for a little walk to clear my head afterwards. <laughs> There's just, and I think ever since that game ended, I don't know if you agree, DJ Smith has produced the most ratioable, I created a new word, ratioable yes. quotes ever on yeah. TSN 1200. You know, who loves to right. quote him? Yes. It was, those were so bad, man. God. Oh, we've played with, we've played to our identity for all but one game. Okay. What identity? No, offense. literally. Like, and you know what? I literally ended last episode by praising Brady, but he's got to stop like going after the fans who are upset at the coach for being, let's be honest, not very great at his job lately. I'm not saying he's in completely incapable. I don't know if there are reasons for what he's doing, but. But, like, the Joseph scratch is ridiculous, I feel. To put Austin Watson in the top nine, it's ridiculous. Just, like, two games after putting Joseph on the second line. There's just Yeah, no that's what I don't there. get. They were like, so okay, we got to get him is... started. And then they're like, no, never mind. Exactly. If the scratch is because he's moved, he's deserved to move up to the second line or you think he should play with skill, and then two day, two games later, you think he's no longer even deserving of a roster spot after putting Austin Watson in every single game this season? I... I, yeah. I don't know. There, there's also like that. The Devils game was the game where they broke up. We said this last episode. You can't break up the first line, and he broke up yeah. the first line five minutes into the second period when the game was still within reach. Yeah, and there's just so many. And and if you're gonna break up the lines, there's certain ways I feel like are like smart about it, and he's just not doing those ways. Like, I think there's an argument to be made that he could put Debrinket and Stutzla together, but he's not doing that. Right, he's doing. Yeah, I don't. I don't get why we like it. Literally, they haven't played together at all in the regular season. They played together for maybe a couple preseason games with. Ooh, was it Giroux? It was on Giroux? Game? Yeah, that's the yeah. line. They were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna start the season with this," and then they switched it because it wasn't working in one preseason game. Uh, this was right after he separated the split squad games. Uh, he separated those lines right. just to get the power plays. Which, by the way, he hasn't actually made any power plays yet this year. I know I Norris is injured, but. Yeah. He still throws out. He's he looks at five numbers, on like on the back of the jersey and just says, "All right, you go out." Like that. That's kind of what it feels like. Later. I was about to say, if you if you ask me to say what's our first power play unit, I, I I don't know because it fluctuates so much. Yeah, not only which one is the first unit, but who's on both units separately. <laughs> like I can name you the ten guys that play combined, but I cannot tell you Ooh. the combination. Does it even go up to ten? Because sometimes we just decide to keep Brady on both. Sometimes to bring it on both. That's like true. Games. You know what? So, You're right. The eight to ten players, I can. Yeah. Name. Well, hopefully, it gets yeah. Broussard loves. They love to give him his power play time. They love to give so him so overrated. much ice time. Like I don't think this is. I was about. This is another thing I was about to say. Is I don't think it's the case today. Uh, because I think Pinto is now 2C. But why have we been... Pl- yes. Or this was from yesterday's practice lines anyway. I I can't find it right now on, on the TSN okay. 1200 account. But I, I'm 100% sure that that's what I saw. Uh, but why do why are we playing Broussard on the second line with Debrinket? Yeah. Why? The, uh, here's the thing. If you're going to break up the lines, you tell me whether you agree with them or not. 
put the line that you did in the preseason, Debrinket, Stutzla, Giroux. Mm-hmm. Try that. It, it, only if you're going to break up that Kachuk, Stutzla, Giroux line. And then do Kachuk with Pinto and Batherson. Yes. I think that would work. The way that Kachuk's been playing behind the net and Pinto's ability to release the puck on passes from right behind the net yes. would work so well together. And you have Batherson kind of a bit around the perimeter, but also as a shooting option once he learn like once he figures out how to hit the net again. Once yeah, once he starts playing like somewhat decently. He, yeah, he started off the year so well. Um he's been rough lately. I don't think he's been as bad as some people are saying. I understand why people are upset about like at him to begin with. So there's obviously different factors going into why people are upset with him. Um, but regardless, like obviously the Norris injury hurt, but well, literally hurt him and hurt the team. But yeah. I don't know. The vibes it's just not frustrating. Recovered. Yeah. He's still not on the team. And as we're recording this, this will be out before the Friday game, but Shabbat's still out. So Les Thompson got called yeah, out. Yeah, so obviously. I what are your I'm expectations? Confused. I'm confused about this. Did he play against San Jose or no? Schwab, no. Okay, for some reason I thought he did. That's just no. It was okay. Brandstrom Zub. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, no, I guess I'm fine with that. I'm very happy that we called up Lassie. Um, I will yeah, say, instead of playing Zaitsev. Oh my God! Thank the Lord. And and because I saw that we had sent down Jacob Larson, and I was like, oh God, <laughs> oh no, what does this mean? Zaitsev but... goes on for three goals against in his first HL game. Time to call him up. He's regained oh, his confidence. My... Oh my God, that that was so. Speaking speaking of Belleville, by the way. Um, they not only have they lost uh, Lassie and JBD on their back end, but including the injuries from today, and it could be even higher because they've gotten Philip Daou, who's another center in the organization, has injured his yeah. shoulder, <laughs> which shocker, by the way. And then Ooh, Christian Rubens just got injured, so sorry, they're oh, up yeah. to eleven. And Greg is injuries. injured, right? Yeah, yeah. And Crookshanks on the day. day. Yeah. That's true. They're at 11 injuries right now, and that's not even And counting. a lot of their best players. Yeah, and they don't have Lassie or JBD either because they're called up. And JBD is yeah. well, technically also injured now for a month yeah, with a high ankle month. sprain. Yeah. Like, you know who I miss, though, who they could use right now? Clark Bishop. <laughs> yeah. Ben's legend. Not Chris uh, Tierney. Clark Bishop. He could I, he could slot in a little bit better, I think, than Broussard in the third, on the third line. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's a pointless conversation to have. It's like two depth guys, but... <laughs> is... um. <laughs> is Gambrell still? Did he get third line minutes the other day? Uh, he may. Yeah, I think uh, DJ may have realized. Why did I put Austin Watson on the third line and give him okay. Gambrell some of those minutes instead? I again, I, I that whole game was a blur, so I I would not remember. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. If he if he was particularly good or if he played or not, but it seemed like the one thing I do remember was the the lovely Travis Hamonic uh, cough ups and. Puck is an exploding Falls. grenade. I must he loves get rid to of fall. It. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. I don't get. I don't. It, once they realize that they shouldn't be playing him with Sanderson anymore, and we can have like a somewhat competent top four of when Shabbat comes back of Shabbat, Zub, Sandy, literally anyone like Brandstrom, JBD, or Lassie, I will be JBD. Through them. I think. Yeah. Yes. Here's yeah. the thing, though. Did you not see DJ's quote like literally yesterday? About him. Said, oh, we've been so happy with Hamannick helping Sanderson develop. I didn't see this. What? Yeah. The Sens tweeted it from their like official like from their account. Oh man. And yeah, it literally goes like 
yeah, we've just been really happy with the way that Hamannick's helping Sanderson develop as you know a young rookie. Um, so that's not reassuring if you're if you're hoping to move off. Um, his exact quote was, "He's been around a long time, and he's not going to get flustered." Not true. Most importantly, is the job he's done with Sandy and his progression on a daily basis. Um, so make of that what you will. I don't think there's a lot of pushback when people say Hamannick's not great. Like you don't have a, a a part of sense Twitter that loves Hamannick. So I think people understand. Um, thankfully we didn't acquire Tyler Myers. Oh God, yeah, that happened too. Oh, yeah. freaking our the players that we dislike the most are saving our ass from. No, so apparently that wasn't true. I don't know if you saw. Oh, okay. It never got to a point where Zaitsev actually refused. Apparently, Zaitsev would have said yes um, because he's gotcha. in the AHL. So he would have loved the opportunity to just be in the NHL because I think Vancouver would have called him up. Yeah. Is what they made it seem like. Um, Put him and Tucker Pullman on a yeah. pair. Oof. <laughs> so we kind of just dodged a bullet there by. But just the fact that he's interested in Tyler Myers. And then today, yeah. uh, Connor Timmins, who, who is un- unproven, if we're being fair. Um, goes for Curtis Douglas, Sens legend. Um, yes, true. So everyone's talking about the D market price being so high. Well, you could have had a guy with some upside, not not a guaranteed guy. That might be what Pierre Dorian's looking for, but a guy with upside for a literal AHL third line center. Yeah. I thought there was gonna be a, a late pick, but an AHL third line center. I mean. I have scouted for, Curtis Douglas. I can't tell if he's going to be. I've show, I've but... watched. I remember him when he was playing in the O, and yeah, I again, I don't think he's very valuable. He is just okay. so big. He he's is huge, man. Yeah, I remember having him like on my hockey ultimate team at the beginning of one year, and the guy was just a monster. He's just huge, but that that acquisition makes that adds to the to the Saint Lucky Greyhounds. Yes. Kyle Dewis he is at, I believe, five I, well, forwards, four D, and two goalies. Like he I'm, almost has a beer league lineup. I have, I have a, a roster here because Jay Fresh tweeted this. So that's yeah, that's the one I saw too. The all Sue Greyhounds Dubis acquisition team. So at forward you have Nick Ritchie, Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, Michael Bunting, and Jared McCann. Who I mean, are we really counting Jared McCann? Because he was with them for what? I mean, a couple days. True. Okay. And then on D, Rasmus Sandin, Connor Timmins, Jake Muzzin, Andrew Campbell, and then Annette's Jack Campbell and Matt Murray, which is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I mean, are... I respect it. Goalies are random. You may as well get a guy you know personally. Yes, yes. But I mean, in general, that is so ridiculous. Like, you're getting to a point where if you have anyone who so much has licked the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds roster, you have an incredible amount of leverage over Dubas. Yeah. And it's it's like, it's clearly not, like he's being, I'm surprised he's not being robbed on some of these trades way more. Like he just got Timmins for Curtis Douglas. And I yeah, don't- Yeah, I mean, he's not going to go overpay because they're a Sioux player. Except wait. Except wait. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't know why I thought Kelly Yarncroke played in the OHL and played for the Sioux. I was going to say he overpaid for him, but. Not by trade. Yeah, he has not been very um, good. <clears throat> I don't know. It is funny. I was hoping the sense could have at least like shaken things up, right? Like just shown that they're 
at least willing to swap, even if it's just taking Hamannick out for one game and mm-hmm. sending a bit of a message. Uh, but what I don't get. Like, I'm not going to lose sleep over them missing out on Connor Timmons. Yeah, the thing is, like that's that's kind of the kind the the sort of vein I'm hoping that we make a defenseman trade for. I think that's that's definitely like too much under the bar. Um, but I don't get why you're big game hunting right now for defensemen yeah. when clearly the market is awful. Sure, it shouldn't be this bad. Like I don't know if you saw the reasoning for why Chikrin's ask is like so high. Yes, but I also saw that apparently it's harder for Canadian teams to get defensemen right now. Yes, but the thing Which is, is just it's really funny, for being honest, that yeah, these players but, don't want to come to Canada. I find it a little funny, but mm-hmm. I like I've I'd much prefer like I, I've been talking about Marcus Pedersen every time we talk about Sens defenseman. Yeah. And I think he's finally being used more now. Like he's playing Sadly. He should just come here instead. Literally. Like he's I think he's I don't know if he still is, but at some point he was playing shifts with like Chris Letang and stuff. And he yeah. is like you. This is exactly the type of defenseman you want. You want one with very good suppression numbers, can help defend in transition, and help move the puck around. That's exactly the type exactly, of thing that you yeah. want to supplement your guys. And the the other thing is talking about how high the price of D were. John Marino went from a third and a prospect. Ty Smith isn't a nobody prospect, but he's also not the he was, he was struggling, 10th, right, or twelfth yes. or something like that. So he's not like it's almost like a Logan Brown type thing where he's like really struggling he was picked around that area just outside the top 10 and just Although not that, doing well. yeah but that is more way more recent right yes yeah um but the same way that like three years ago we wanted to get rid of logan brown for like while he still had value like the sense probably yes. could have done that instead of a third and ty smith let's just say it took them a second and last thompson or something i was just and then maybe say. like a yeah something like that that's not that expensive for a very good right handed be and then ethan bear with retention just went for a fifth round pick yeah, I, right, so, I don't get this. And these are two guys with no no movement clause, no leverage, unless they literally say we are not entering Canada. No leverage to say that where they're going or not going. And, I mean, Ethan Bear went to Vancouver anyways. Although, like, Ethan Bear's circumstance, I think he'd probably rather play in Canada anyways. Um, but, I don't know. Like, you're making these excuses talking about how expensive guys are, but two guys who fit what you need perfectly went for... In Marino's case, I don't want to say peanuts, but in Bear's case, literal peanuts, like a fifth round pick that would have just been a, a guy who went undrafted and he's six nine that the Sens picked this year. Like that's what you saved by not acquiring Ethan Bear. Yeah. And now and now the two cheap guys who are legitimately good are now off, off the market. Maybe Dylan DeMello is the last one left. Is he is he even being shopped around around the market at all? I don't know, but he was a healthy scratch the other night. I'm pretty sure. So no, I think he was. I think he was banged up. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Nope, healthy scratch, no value. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'd, I'd love to have him back because it, it's gotten to the point where, like, I don't really trust that we'll get that type of defenseman that we're describing or looking yeah, for. Yeah, after the Myers rumors. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Every time that we've seen it, aside from Zub, which was no, which has become nowhere near what we thought he would be. Like, we've acquired Eric Edbranson, Brayden Coburn, <laughs> Josh Brown, almost Tyler Myers, freaking Nikita Zaitsev, too. Like, who could have seen it coming that they were not going to work out? Yeah, that, that's my big red flag with, uh, honestly, both Dorian and Smith is their ability to understand which defensemen are good and which give value. I think they just see 
all right, he boxes a guy out in front of the net, and he'll probably take penalties doing so. Oh, that's a great defenseman that we need to play with our best prospect since like in like five years. Yeah, it's frustrating, but until I mean, we can only laugh at it until then, and unless they go on a like Boston start of the season esque run, like go fourteen and three in their next seventeen or a, games, or a New Jersey Devils run right now. Yeah, I mean, if they had everyone. I could see them going on a hot streak, not necessarily thirteen in a row, but mm. but with their injuries and everything, I feel like I may have said this before the year. I wouldn't hate a season of like if, if we know that the odds of the playoffs are at five percent. You tell me, what are you choosing? Are you choosing take the five percent odds or accept the tank and guarantee a top five pick? At this point, honestly, already I'm at accepting exactly, tank. yeah. That, exactly, yeah. Like, but that's only given how insanely strong this draft is. Yeah, like you, we've you don't you don't want to because you'd be the laughing stock of the league once again. But if you finish last, you're guaranteed Bedard, Fantilli, or you know probably Leo Carlson. You probably just because of the way the sends, like the the, the I age don't see of them the core, you're not Mishkov. taking Mitchkov. No. Exactly, yeah. Because if he's not here until their core is almost over, it's a waste of a pick. So let's just say you're getting Fantilli. That guy is. Probably gonna be like a Jack Eichel type player where he he comes in behind the number one guy, the Canadian. Yeah, I would say not stylish, but talent and no, yeah, yeah. And coming yes. from the NCAA, breaking point records, like th- it, think of it, uh, think of this draft almost as McDavid Eichel one two, and you are that's your consolation prize if you finish last and move down a spot. That yeah, is it's, it's enough ridiculous. to give the sense three years of all in because you have like if. This is, I put the odds of this happening at 10%. Not actually, not even 5%. The Sens got Bedard. You have three years of a almost guaranteed first line player out of the gate at under a million dollars. Not is, just first line guaranteed player, that like that generational talent. Yeah. I mean, in his first year, you don't want to assume that he's going to do what McDavid did and come in and drop whatever he did over a point per game, I think it was, or around yeah, that. But, it, but it, like, it, even if by the age that. of 20, he's dropping. <laughs> 35 and 65 assists. I mean, yeah, that ridiculous. is worth that is worth an extra season of tanking, if that's what it comes to. I'd rather that than the annual late season push for nothing, where you move yourself out of that top five. Mm-hmm. I can't believe a, it's... Go ahead. He's on a what? He's on a 22 or 23 game point streak right now, Bedard. <laughs> yeah. with... And the one game was the first game of the season. Yes, exactly. Like, he's on a... Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's got almost as... He's got like probably low 20s and goals he's near 50 points on that point streak and then you look I'm at Fantilli right now. and then he you has... look at Fantilli it's gross too what, yeah what, what does have? he has four in his last 21 games well because that's his point streak he has yes. uh 19 goals and 48 points ridiculous and yeah, then the Fantilli, I don't know 17. I think Fantilli's currently sick because the entire University of Michigan team is yes going they had a goalie really... playing on the wing the other day Yes, they had a goalie playing on the wing because they have a couple of bad flus. Like I think one other guy is even in the ICU. It's, it's yeah, not, it's not good. But, but he's two points per game. That's the in thing. The NCAA. He is not this. He is on a better pace, I think, or he's tied for the best pace in NCAA history in points. Not just not just draft eligible for like any guy yeah. ever. Which and I think the other guy who tied that was like Johnny Gaudreau. The fact that he's doing this, sure, he's on a very good University of Michigan team. Like, very good. But still. It is good, but when you're the best player out of all those very good players. And you're drafted. At least best forward, yeah. And you're yeah. 17, 18. I mean, I'm trying to pull up my 
Wi-Fi as usual being a bit slow. I'm trying to compare to Jack Eichel's draft year because he was 2015, of course. Eichel had like 70 and 40 or something. He had like 71 and 40, so it's slightly worse than what Fantilli's doing. And we know what a healthy Eichel is capable of. Like he could be a hundred point player, you yeah. know, fully healthy on a good team. So I mean, which this year seems like what it is, right? Yeah, he's at 24 and 20 games on pace for. Basically, like, I'm not going to pull out a calculator, but, like, 40 goals, 95 points, something like that. It, it's ridiculous. I just think it might be even more than that, 46. Like, he might be right on pace for 100. And it's not just that. He's driving He's driving really good defensive numbers, too, even accounting yeah. for... Yeah, which is interesting, because last year he didn't adjust amazing to the team, but a full healthy offseason, I'm sure, helped. He yeah. is, again, not, a big, not big on plus-minus, but he's on pace to finish the year, like, plus 65. Like, yeah, plus minus sucks, but when you're plus sixty five, that that's something's going right. Yeah. So, if you have a, if we add first and second overall, if you have a fifteen percent chance at that versus a very slim chance at the playoffs, with how well it could affect their next three years, because unless they draft, unless they draft, unless they trade for Carlson and Norris comes back and he's healthy and they get Bo Horvat, I don't know, just naming names. They're not going that far in the playoffs, for being honest, especially not with the the current systems in place. Yeah, and I know, I know. it's it's depressing to say, oh, it is like tank again with all stuff. the the vibes at the start of the year. We're I so know, cool. but again, like this is, and I'm feeling fairly confident about this is that we'll be looking back at this draft 2023 as probably a top three draft at, along with 2015, oh, 2015, and, yeah. 2015 and 2003 as the best ones yeah. since. 2000 easily yeah if adam was here he'd be ripping us a new one talking about oh he absolutely but... would this is why i'm happy we're doing this now although who knows okay, adam became no. way more rational the other you day. know what i don't want to hear that because he sent me a screenshot or not a screenshot like just a picture because he's in vegas so he went to yeah. caesar's sportsbook and made a bet in person so he could have a bet slip this and he true. literally yeah. bet on vegas to win <laughs> He bet on Vegas to win and the, the amount of goals to be over six and a half because obviously he's assuming he's going to lose like Wait, no, seven this... one or something. Okay, I was about to say this could be bad. I have Logan Thompson on my fantasy team, <laughs> um, but like it's not like he's he has a ton of faith. All he does is talk about how crap the sends are a lot of the time, especially right after losses. And I know he's mostly just spur of the moment upset, but I don't think he'd be that upset. He he kind of agree, but he tells to move on. Yes, that's true. How much did he did he put against the Sens tonight? Twenty five bucks, I think. Oh, for Adam, that's 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 pretty significant. I think he twenty five to win sixty three, something like that. I like those odds. Over and yeah, Vegas over winning. and Vegas blend. Yeah, that is. Maybe they gave him the a uh, good conversion, good rate for uh, being a <laughs> yeah. Canadian uh, Canadian visitor. That's true. But yeah. anyways, he would tell us to move on, so we will. All right, Louis. I think yes. you're more into this than I am, but probably the World Cup kicked off this week. Oh and yes, Canada played today. I think so. I had like I use Be Real. So for uh, the older folks who may listen to us, you basically take a picture once a day of what you're doing in a moment. Anyways, it appears every single person I have on there, except maybe two or three, were watching the Canada game. Like a lot of people, and I don't think it's just our age group either. Like a lot of people were watching this because I feel like. With hockey, we're expected to win, but when you're an underdog, 
it just feels like a much better story when it's your first time in a tournament, especially because it's the World Cup. It's not the World Junior. Okay. I mean, as Sens fans, we are kind of used to that over the last few years. <laughs> but, like, you're tuning in. It's first time, correct me if I'm wrong, 1986, right, was the last time? Uh, Yeah, 36 years-ish. Yeah. Yeah, that so makes sense. that would be... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that, and I have a long time, twice my lifetime almost. Um, Like, it's just cool to see. And they... I mean, I don't really know how the rankings work. I feel like I know enough about soccer to feel like Belgium being ranked second in the world feels a bit weird. But um, they almost won. I mean... They should have. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, again, like I said, I don't follow a lot of soccer. Louis, like, if I asked you questions, would you... Like, if I was like, why do you think they made Davy to let Davies take the, the, the penalty shot? Would you tell me? Uh, why? Like, do you have a good reason? Uh, well, I think at that point, it's just kind of status within the team. I don't think he's the go-to guy. I personally would have gone with Jonathan David, who's literally yeah. 9 for 12 on, on pens. But honestly, I, I don't really follow much soccer. But when international competitions come up, yeah. I am hardcore. That's fair. Yeah, no, I saw that too. I was like, I was watching on campus today. I was like, this is pretty impressive. Like, they're all over them, considering they're you know, here for the first time. And everyone on the team is so young. It's really cool to see. Like, they'll mm. obviously be back, or at least you definitely hope. They play so and fast. Hey, who knows? Yeah, they, they're facing two lesser teams compared to Belgium, right? They're playing so, an who old knows? Croatia team. Like, our speed and should be able Morocco, to really right? punish them. Yeah, I don't know much about yeah. the Morocco team, though. But I know, Cro- I mean, they tied this morning. So, if anything, they should Best be Best outcome, 0-0 zero, zero tie. Yeah, so, so if, they, means... if they just can win, if they play the same way they did against Belgium, as far as... I can tell they, if they win both of those two and one, you're basically guar- you are guaranteed at this point to mm. move on because it's top I mean, two out of four. If, if you want awesome. to talk soccer analytics, I <laughs> I think I I saw on Twitter today that they out expected goals them like two point six to zero point eight or something. Yeah, ridiculous. a lot of that was the 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 shot the penalty, but yes. still that you they they also like from what I was what I watched like the. I I'm not gonna call it a halftime show because that's fo- uh, American football, but like they were saying in in between halves that like there should have been probably two more penalties in the first yes. half for Canada. So you put even if you put Davies for both those other two, you're probably scoring once at least, yeah. right? And in that case, maybe you tie against Belgium, and that's like a create like that would be almost cons- basically considered an upset, even though it's not a win. Yeah. But it was fun to watch. I'm going to definitely watch the next two games. Hopefully they can move on, just represent the country. Very cool. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, I mean, like I said, I don't even know that much, so I'm surprised I talked that much about it, considering most of my knowledge was acquired today. But we'll move on to something that you can talk more, because I have been talking quite a bit, taking on Adam's yes crazy responsibilities. So as always, the floor is yours to talk about your Ottawa 67s. Let's go. So, um... I don't know if you kept up with much of the games uh, this weekend, but unfortunately, they lost uh, their second game of the season. Big unforch, as the kids would say. Don't say that ever again. <laughs> I know you edit it, but please cut it out. Anyway. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so they lost. They lost in Erie, which the game was supposed to be on Saturday, uh, but given the absolutely ludicrous storm, uh, they they rightfully oh, so moved it. So that's why they lost. Yeah, exactly. Well, that basically doesn't even count as a loss. Did they play it on Monday? Yes. Okay, so they're not used to playing on Mondays, right? Exactly. So they're actually still, what, 18 or 19 and 1? 18 and 1, yes. Okay, Uh, so they're still 18 and 1 in my book. 
Mm, they had they had a really incredible win against uh oh what was it Mississauga yes um where they were down fairly fairly late like Mississauga had multiple chances with the empty net and they kept missing the icing and they even on the on the possession that they ended up scoring with with yeah. 18 seconds left they won the draw and then just fumbled the puck and we ended up keeping it in and Jack Matier scored and scoring something. yeah you hear that Ottawa Senators. <laughs> <laughs> go to go go with Josh Norris to a couple 67s games and check out what they do with the net empty. I guarantee you they move a little bit more than the fence players. I honestly think in every game that they've had to pull the goalie, they've scored with the goalie pulled. Like it hasn't granted it. It hasn't happened very often. Oh, actually, Can sorry. We... Except for last game. Except for except okay. for Monday. Can we bring in Dave Cameron as an empty net specialist? Bring him as head coach. Oh yeah, but like if he has to stay with the sixty sevens, you'd true, be true, like true. an here we'll cons- we'll call him an empty net consultant. That way he's just <laughs> he's not technically like contracted with the team. He's just a consultant. I don't yeah. know. I I think that that they would be they would have four more wins if they hired him at the start of the season. That's my estimation, conservatively. Yeah, because the the two goals because they have the comeback that and then they're in their one loss. They did score with the net empty. Anyway, that's that's not the point. Uh but yeah. Luca Pinelli with an absolutely incredible stretch pass to Vincennes Rohrer, and Rohrer just deke the crap out of the Mississauga goalie for the for the OT winner. I I can't wait for when we do our first draft preview episode so I can talk about Luca Pinelli for like 10 minutes straight because this guy is literally okay. I think the Sens may draft him. I I know he's All a right. 59 skilled forward. Oh Brady Stonehouse. <laughs> They're only I... gonna have one top five pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Brady Stonehouse entering his Brett Leeson era, getting ready to get picked in the first round as a D plus whatever. If you are going on a ten minute rant about Luca Pinelli, I am making sure to book my vacation for the time <laughs> that we would discuss that. So you and Adam can can you can, I'll even get, let you do twenty minutes since I'm not there Ooh. on Luca Pinelli only. But There's yeah, no, your, your trade off. Okay, you know what? I accept. Adam will have to suffer too bad. Uh, but no, yeah. like, he's really good. Like, he is, like, he honestly, the way he just slips through guys and just gets into a puck battle underneath, just slides by everyone, like, just, sorry, just let, let me through, and then just just grabs the puck out of nowhere. He, his puck win ability in battles is just off the charts. And sure, he's had some one-timer issues recently, which has been really weird given that he's usually a very good shooter, but over the last like seven games, he hasn't been able to take a one-timer properly. Um, kind of like me all of last year in the beer in beer league. Um, Only but... last year. Whoa. Okay. I scored a really nice one teed in one of our games this year. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, no, the, listen, the 67s have been so good. I it's to the point where they're leading the league in goal four and they're leading the league in goals against and they're currently rocking what is that a plus 46 goal differential it's kind of like the suns next best plus 17 that that is good that's crazy and the chl only has them ranked as the third best chl team right well yes or has they're, they're who, so who do they have better uh quebec okay has, do you actually think quebec's better Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, fair and, enough. Though. And the Winnipeg guys, who I also think are. Better. Okay. Yeah. There. Yeah. So I like honestly, I if I were to make bets right now, I think those would be the three teams. I know it's a very basic in the pick. World Cup in the Mem Cup, along with Who's I hosting? guess 
Kamloops. Oh, I was gonna say maybe we could go, but I'm not. I, I'm, you couldn't pay me to go to Kamloops. Kamloops is not bad though. No, if I the thought. 67s went, I honestly would like that would be interesting. For So, those, I don't know if we've said this before, but yeah, Adam, Louie, and I went to Halifax a couple of years ago when the Mem Cup was there, and the 67s were oh so close. 14 and 0 in the there. playoffs, man. Oh. Yeah. They literally swept. This is the season that they swept the first three rounds of the playoffs, went up 2 0. Again, it was Guelph, right? Yes, it was Guelph. Yeah. And then they lost four in a row. <laughs> I it's not will a deal. never. We were I will so never, excited. I know. Oh my God. I will never forget. I, I remember game oh. five was, was in Ottawa, obviously, because they dominated that year. And of course, they'd get home yeah. ice. Um, but with like three seconds left, Ty Felliber, who had been automatic yeah. the entire year, had a chance from the high slot, like right above the hash marks, and he's he didn't he hasn't missed at all this entire season. And I know because I've been to like every <laughs> yeah, he, game. Yeah, he was automatic, like and he as hit automatic as it comes. The post, and that ping is still ringing in my head. And they had they were like all over them that game. Yeah. Oh, I know. I remember. I remember that was. Like, yeah. Even the games they lost, it was a lot of it came down to goaltending. I remember. I mean, it was a while ago, but well, yeah, we like, were like, "Oh my god, we're gonna get to see the six sevens in Ottawa!" Oh my god, I know. And we did not get to see the six sevens. We got to see Guelph get eliminated, cool. though. We did. That we were good. cheering very heavily for Guelph to lose at all times. Much to the dismay of the Hamilton Bulldogs fans ahead of us at the games who were cheering for Guelph yeah. because Mackenzie Entwistle was on that team. Yeah, I mean, we were. I think I don't remember. I think I I wanted. Halifax to win originally just because we were gonna we were in Halifax. I think we all did, yeah. Yeah, just because like I bought a Halifax jersey. I don't think I've worn it a single me, time since I bought too. it. But I've worn it to the outdoor rink a couple times. That's fair. Yeah, I'll have to do that. It's a nice but... jersey though, man. Oh, yeah. I mean the the Mem Cup is the type of thing that I personally wouldn't go out of my way to watch online, but it is a very cool atmosphere in person. It's incredible. Like, I would definitely yeah. go. I would travel to go do that. I don't know if I'd go to Kamloops, but. I'd travel a decent distance to go see the Memorial Kamloops? Cup, especially the semis and finals. Listen, hold on. I'm trying to remember because I went to Vancouver. Uh, I went to Vancouver two years ago. Or no, last year, right? Yes, sorry. I went to Kamloops last year. Wow. I went to Vancouver <laughs> last year. There we go. And then my dad and I from there we went on a road trip uh, through like a part of BC. Um, and I, I don't think we got too far near it but like the area around there you're looking at more like central bc and stuff it's really nice like i would go personally as if the 67s make it josh do we are we are we are we planning a trip this is what i'm we're looking doing. at i'm looking at the flight cost here 600 bucks round trip if i'm also doing a trip to vancouver i can see mm. like you know i'm already in the air i mean flights to vancouver we're going to become a flight podcast and a travel podcast here but I know flights to Vancouver on good times are like two fifty round trip. So I mean, hey, if we go yeah. there and rent a car together, I would, I could be convinced if you want to say, if you want to put it that way. Sick. You could convince me. We we could we'll we could uh, maybe ooh, the the Canucks won't still be playing because they will no. definitely be eliminated by definitely then. Um, we could go visit uh, Ryan Reynolds possibly. Well, he'll be in Ottawa by the time he owns the team, right? Because yeah. Ryan Reynolds is going to buy the team, expedite LeBreton Flats, and live in the CCC, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, some he's going to be sources. roommates with Sparty. They're going to celebrate their birthday. No party next year. Just they're just going to hang out together. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have DJ Prosper just like 
play a few songs just for those two. This is the part where Adam would <laughs> tell us to shut up and that the episode is over. And I think it's good. We we cover a lot of stuff, a lot of random stuff, which is fine. Yeah. We got stuff out of the way while Adam was gone. It allowed us to speak of things that he would not let us speak of otherwise. Yeah. You know what? It was a successful episode. We'll put a poll out and ask people if we should get rid of Adam entirely. I think um, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, hire. I say hire. There's a ton of pay involved. <laughs> hire a, a new host to replace Adam because he clearly does not care as he has decided to travel to Vegas, something I would never do. I would never travel and miss an episode. So I think we should have a serious discussion. We'll put out a poll, see if people, uh, the, the voice of the people. We should get All Josh right. Norris as the extra, as the extra co-host. I'm sure he would love to, at least until January when he uh, potentially comes back. So we got, yeah. we got two months of him as a host and we got to find whoever gets injured after that. We'll, uh, We'll yeah, just have we, like a we, rotating door of posts. Yeah, we really dropped the ball last year when we didn't get Colin White as like our full time. Yeah. But anyways, that is number episode number fifty five in the books. Now Adam has missed more episodes in the back half of the uh, first one hundred, so we will be keeping tally because he's keeping tally on me. So I'm going to yes. return the favor. So he's at one and I'm at zero. Missed. This is a pretty sizable lead, and I plan on using it to my advantage and using that extra one that I have to play around with at some point in the coming weeks when I don't feel like being here. I'm now also officially the one who has missed the least recently. There you go. I, I, actually, it's funny. I brought up the Vancouver trip. That was the one episode that I missed was it's when true. I was in Vancouver and I couldn't get a time for recording back when we back when we were talking about the kotka offer sheet by the way which not a real thing not a real thing that happened. the kotka offer sheet and the freaking christian dvorak rumors which was way too important of a thing for such a yeah ignore and ignorable I, I think we should call them the josh anderson rumors <laughs> yeah that, that was scarier that was that was frightening oh my god let's not have nightmares tonight we'll end it on a good note yeah we did a good job without adam that's what matters and now our reward is that we get to watch the sentence get destroyed by Vegas in an hour. You mean destroy Vegas in an hour? No, because Adam's you there. That's what Canada was able to do to Belgium today. And they, they brought it to him. They put it to him. So you, you do that against the number two team in the league, which could be Vegas, as the number 33 team, even though there's only 32 NHL teams. It kind of adds up. Yeah. So we will post this after the game, and the Senators will... Without a doubt, be seven eleven and one, and not six twelve and one. Mark my words. <laughs> oh, oh god. Anyways, see you guys. Take care, everybody.